The ZM Podcast Network. Play ZM's Fletch, Vaughan and Hayley. Fletch, Vaughan and Hayley's Trade Secrets. Joining us on the phone, uh, I'm going to say New Zealand's most famous funeral director, <laughs> Francis Tippini. Morena, Francis. Morena, Hayley. Morena. <laughs> Morena. Morena to you all. Hi. Lovely to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to get from you all of your insider secrets. Yeah, the trade secrets. And it's- I have to say, it's one of the, uh, the one of the most sort of curious people want to know. It's fascinating because we're all going to die one day, and uh, I don't. Depending on beliefs, whether or not you get to see it all happening after you leave, I don't mm. know. That would be dependent. But it yep. is it, it is fascinating what happens to um, loved ones and ourselves after we die. I guess. Have you always found that people have got sort of a? Not, it's not even a morbid fascination, really, is it? No, I think it's just more curiosity, like what actually happens, a lot of people say, what happens behind the doors, you know, when their loved ones come into our care, and um, being able to expose it and share it a little bit more in a sensitive manner has been really uh, a positive, I, I would say, you know, 90% of the time for, for lots of people. Yeah, we, we've, so got a, we've got a lot of questions for you this morning, what would be the number one question when you're out, like if you were at a bar or something and someone recognises yeah, you, you from the TV, do. or you say what you do, because in radio it's always like, who's the most famous person you've ever talked to? <laughs> sure, um, mine is uh, if they don't already know me and I'm meet, meeting someone here, so I will talk and they say, what do you do? And we tell, I tell them I'm a, a funeral service, a funeral director, and then 90% of the time, the question we change the subject, they don't want to talk about it anymore. So really? Yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, that's morbid, and then cha- you know, change the subject. So um, th- that's when I don't know them, but usually nowadays, but a lot of people sort of know. Yeah. Oh, you're from the t- from the, the funeral show. I'm like, yeah, yep, 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 sort of thing. But you're famous. You're famous. That, that, that one. <laughs> uh, so we do have some questions from our listeners. First one: How did you get into funeral directing as a career? Uh, Yes, from a youngster, I always wanted to do that. Uh, being a Māori, we have lots of funerals on the marae, so I always saw the dead bodies and looked. Uh, mm-hmm. I always thought how how beautiful they looked and how how, do, how when Auntie was alive, she was sort of ugly. Now she's dead, she looks so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I wanted to do that and be part of that with you know all my aunties and uncles who died, and they come back all done up and looking good. And so I liked that, and so I, well, I pursued that uh, right up until I left school and got into it then. What so, surprised you the most when, when you started doing it? What was one thing that you were like, whoa, that's very surprising? Yes, what surprised me the most is that the bodies didn't get deep fr- get deep freeze. I thought they go into a freezer, get frozen, and then pulled out and then put into a casket, but uh, that wasn't the case. Where do they go? We don't thaw well. Uh, no, they they get um, we get we get we put chemical like, like a embalming fluid oh, yes, into yes, the body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, that you every time you touch them, they're always cold and hard. And you, I thought it was from the freezer, but it's not. It's just natural a natural occurrence when obviously you've got no warm blood. Of course, you're going to go cold, and yeah. so that's what happens. Yeah, so is there like a course at WinTech for this? Like, how mm, do yes. you get into it? Do you have to just uh, go to a home and learn the trade that way? First of all, yes, you've got to go to a funeral home, learn the trade. And then once you've learned the trade, then you qualify uh, after two years of, well, sorry, one year of, of funeral home experience in a funeral home, then you qualify to go to the, the course, which was at Wealthtech, but it's changed now to another institution. Oh, there is a course. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned, it's a diploma. When wow. you mentioned embalming, how long does embalming, you mentioned auntie looking great, and more so in death than life, how long does embalming keep someone looking 
you fresh. know. Fresh, yeah. Yes. Um, so we'll ask the family how long they would like to keep the body. So we've had bodies here for six months, three months, three weeks, two days. So it's all dependent on the, the factor, the factors. So with the COVID and quarantining, we were holding bodies for six months, three months. So uh, you embalm accordingly. And so that would take, for a six-month hold, it might take us a couple of days. We'll slowly do the, the injection and the preparation. But for a three- or four-day funeral, uh, it might take two to two and a half to three hours to prepare someone. When you're storing bodies like that, like you say, you know, people... Uh, having to put funerals on hold. Where, where are you keeping them all? We just keep them in the viewing rooms um, because they're already dressed in their caskets. So uh, after the body has been embalmed, there's no need to keep it in a, in a cool room uh, wow. or in a fridge because they're already prepared. The, 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 the fridge might just cause, might pose more problems than than um, not having the bodies in the fridge, you know, mould and uh, condensation. Oh, and so, no, we don't want that. We run don't a, want that. Run a dehumidifier. And when they're in these That's rooms, do you go in, Francis, do you have a little little talk with them? Absolutely. Every morning we need to check them to make sure they're still okay. I mean, anything can happen overnight. So we'll go in and say, morning, uh, Mr. Smith and Mrs. Jones and, and Mr. Tipene, and we just yeah. make sure they're okay. Uh, they have little nets over the top of them, like to protect them from any, you know, uh, dust and nice. flies that they might uh, sneak into the funeral home. And as long as they're looking beautiful and peaceful and at rest and not causing us any issues, uh, then we will leave them be in peace. Wow. He, here's a question from our listener: Does the hair keep growing? Oh, or yeah, the like nails? your leg hairs and stuff. No, it stops. The nails, <laughs> hairs—they all stop once you're dead. So you don't yeah. you don't come back every day and. Old Mr. Brown's got a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, shave. <laughs> no, no, not at all. If he did, I'll be checking for a pulse, and I'll probably, the, I'll, I'll probably have to refund the family all of their money back because uh, it'd be alive. He's alive and well. Um, wow. some, somebody wants to know what happens to people's jewellery when they're cremated because you know someone might want their wedding ring on. Mm. I yep. guess. Yes. Uh, so. <sighs> We, we we encourage families not to cremate jewellery. Yes. Take it off and keep them as heirlooms because the jewellery will probably, once someone's cremated, we only take the bone and the bones that are left behind get cremulated or uh, uh, broken down into a fine dust, into a fine ash, and that is what you get back. So you don't actually get back casket, clothes, plastic, flowers or jewellery. You get back bone, and that's why if anyone's ever held ashes, uh, cremated ashes of their loved one, you'll find it quite heavy and dense. Yes. Because it's just bone. Everything else gets biffed into the bin. So I'll leave that with you to ponder on. So wow. the, ca- the casket, if you, because I remember when my papa died, um, they, my dad was like, he's going to hate this because we're spending all this money on the casket and it's just going to get burnt. Does the casket get burnt or are you, can you hire them? If it's just a cremation, what do you want to cast? Yeah, pop for, them you know? out and put them in. Sure, sure. So some some funeral homes do hire them, uh, but what we normally do is we put a, a liner, like a, a thin little MDF casket inside a nice casket, just for the funeral, so it looks nice when everyone's there and present. Yeah. But then when the body's taken away, we'll take the body out of that nice casket and just cremate the liner. Gotcha. Uh, with the body in it, yeah. So, so that's upon family's request. Different cultures don't like to do that because yes. it's like 
they don't want to use a casket that somebody else has already, already been in, then that's okay. But for the sake of uh, the, the world in which we live in now, let's not waste money if we don't need to. Yeah. And just, you know. Mm. Um, is, there a, is there a legal requirement of the minimum of what someone can be buried in or cremated in in New Zealand? Like, what could, about a cardboard box? Yeah, car- <laughs> I was thinking yeah. more like a linen wrap or something like that. Yes, as long as the, uh, when you have a cremation, a burial's okay. It could be pretty much anything, um, mm-hmm. as long as there's a flat surface underneath to lower the body safely into the ground. And the same with the cremation, the, the body's actually it shoots into the fire pretty quickly, so it needs to be contained into something that will hold the body. So if we just put the body in a cloth shroud and try and push it in, it won't slide. Uh. Into it. it needs to be a flat bottom. Uh, because it's got to be done quickly. So that's why it could be a cardboard, anything that will contain and hold the body from just, you know, falling all over the place. A giant yeah. sesame. That's okay. And like a steam? No, not plastic. You couldn't go plastic you in there, could plastic, you? plastic, no. Plastic, what? Sorry, can't. No. You, you couldn't go a plastic thing underneath to, kick, to skid them into the... Mm, not plastic. No. It's usually wood so that it would burn, burn quickly. Wow. Um, yeah. How, for you, how do you deal with the emotion of it all? Because you'll be, you'll be carrying a lot of... A lot of people's emotions, they'll be leaning on you. How do you go home at the end of the day and kind of oh, refresh? Yes, um, how do I do that? Talking to my wife, playing with the kids. Uh, Ten years ago, I, I honestly could have been um, uh, um, put into a mental hospital. I just went crazy. Like, holy, it was just, I just lived such a sad life. I was so mm. sad for everyone that died. But I've learned new techniques uh, with work. And work, that grief is not my grief, and I will not own it, and I will not have it. I'll go home to my children and wife who are alive and well and live life. I used to just take it all home and go, oh, darling, today I buried a five-year-old child, and it's just too much. You know, it just, it just ate away at you, and causes of death, how children die, how people, you know, murders and homicides, they just, I was like, wow, I'm going to be a mess. So it's too much. And so I learnt ways and how to deal with it. And I think um, all funeral uh, service staff, we, we all go through the training on how to deal with not owning and taking on grief. Yes, you can care and love for someone, but it's a lot to not own it because, man, yeah. it's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, like people struggle not to take their ordinary jobs home with them. And, yeah. and there's not the emotional buy-in that you would have as a funeral director. True, true. And that's so that's what we do. So it's just um home is home. We have all the same issues like any other family. Children screaming, crying, homework <laughs> to be done, rubbish yeah. to be taken out, and just the normality of life is all I could ask for it's at home. Out of it. Yeah. What about what is um the most unique request you've had for a funeral? Yes. Uh the most unique request is I've had a, a lady already buried at a cemetery and the late husband died and wanted to be lowered, you know, in the same grave mm. on top of his wife, but he wanted to be turned upside down so he could be on, like, looking at his wife on top. Oh, Does that make sense? yes. So um, want to be and face, face down. down. Face down. So they, yes, yes. Um, and upon asking the family, why would we do that? I could leave that answer to your imagination because it's been such a long time since he'd, since he'd seen his wife. He wanted to be on top of her in that manner. Yes. And, and um, <laughs> for the rest of eternity. <laughs> what? She's got and, no and I honestly like, thought me. they were joking. I was like, "Oh, that's so funny," but no, it's not. It no, was the truth. <laughs> and I thought. 
goodness me, so anyway, after asking the council staff, because it's not, you know, it's a council cemetery, yep. uh, they declined because, you know, the, the sound and, and what if he fell out through the lid and the, the screws wouldn't hold on, <laughs> it would be a disaster. Oh, and, and so. Oh, right, so he was still face up in the in the casket. The whole casket was upside down. I thought that they, you'd just put him yeah. face down in his no, casket. No, 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 he has to go in the casket. So, so you'd have to turn the casket over. When we turned it over, we'd hear a big thump because his head would hit the lid. Oh, and it would no, be so Francis. Awful. Francis. It would be awful. So, <laughs> so, so thankful. I didn't want to do it, but thankfully the, the cemetery said, no, you cannot do that. Right. And so I was like... <gasps> Look, let's just let their souls be together in heaven and do what they need to do up there and yes. let's just rest their physical bodies, you know, the right way up. I'm sure in heaven disturbing. they can absolutely go at it. Go at it. Go at it. For the rest of eternity. Wow. Mamma mia. Of course. Of oh, wow. Course. Well, it certainly wow. takes a special kind of person, Francis, to do the job that you do. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing uh, that with us this morning. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you all, Fletch, Vaughan and Haley. Have a good day. When are we getting another season of The Casketeers? Uh, April. It'll start April. I'm not sure of the date, but sometime in April. Yes. Um, wow. it'll start. And I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that. Am I? No? Well, there's no TV oh. head person here to tell me. <laughs> off, so here you go. We've got it. <laughs> thank you so much, Francis. Okay. Thank you all. Take care. Kakite. Thanks. No worries. Thank you all, Fletch, Vaughan and Haley. Have a good day. ZM's Fletch, Vaughan and Haley.